one er, Aleph er, Tzadik, his praise, two eighty one, five five six nine, eighteen o eight to eighteen o nine. One Saturday evening, the Rebbe said, "Even if a great soul were to come to us, I would still be considered a figure of importance. The opposition I suffer is not really opposition against me. I sit here in my house." The Rebbe continued. There was already a case of one who suffered opposition, and he built himself a high tower and sat in it. They fought against him and fired arrows and burning missiles at him, but they could not do anything to him. However, there are precious stones which are formed from gases and vapors. There was one precious stone in particular which was formed from the air, but it had not yet acquired its full perfection. While they were firing their arrows at him, they fired this precious stone, and it fell on the tower. This stone was the stone of grace. No sooner did it fall upon the tower than they all fell down before him and said, Long live the king! Long live the king! As for you, however, your souls are small and they fall in the course of the battles. This is what is referred to in the verse in Lamentations 4, 1. The holy stones are poured out. The reason for the use of the expression pouring out is that these souls are as yet incomplete and they fall before they achieve their perfection. But the great soul I mentioned, the precious stone in the story, possesses perfect grace. It still lacks other forms of perfection, but with the wise man's help it achieves them too. 282. After Pesach 5565, 1805, the Rebbe said there were two things which he now understood, but he was unable to communicate them. The two things in question appeared self-evident, that is, their plain meaning appeared to be the correct meaning, yet only now had he understood them. The first was the statement of the rabbis, when a person transgresses, he says, No man will see me. Brachot 28b. The Rebbe did not say anything. He simply put emphasis on the words, No man will see me, without explaining what it was that had been revealed to him. For he had already said he could not put it into words, because the straightforward meaning appears to be correct. In spite of this, however, it was only now that he understood this mystery. The second thing he now understood was that the goal of all knowledge of God is to realize that one is truly ignorant. He said that if he had indeed now reached this goal and realized that he was truly ignorant, then he also knew that he did not know anything. The proof was that on previous occasions he had also believed he had reached this goal, yet he could now see how far he had been from it then, and he spoke of himself contemptuously, because he now held his previous realization to have been mere folly, because today he really did know that he was truly ignorant. The Rebbe said that this second realization was also impossible for him to put into words or explain, because the plain meaning appeared self-evident, and yet it was only now that he knew the meaning.